All right. How many of you know what a haboob is? Better known as a monsoon. Monsoon season is just around the corner. And you know what that means, right? (laughs) That's right. Rain, heavy winds, and trees falling over in every neighborhood. It's time to give those trees some TLC before the wild weather hits. Rigo's Tree Service are your go-to experts for all your tree trimming needs in Arizona. These guys are the real deal, amigos. They've got the experience, the skills, and the passion to keep your trees in tip-top shape. With Rigo's Tree Service, you can trust that your trees will be handled with care and you'll be safe from the loquera que nos trae Arizona during this season. And here's the best part. If you mention our podcast, No Mames Nilsa, you'll get a free quote. That's right, besties, a free quote just for being a fan of No Mames Nilsa. So don't wait. Shoot them over a DM on Instagram at Rigos underscore tree underscore service or give them a call at 480-235-9495 to schedule your free quote today. Rigos Tree Service, your trusted partner for all of your tree care needs. Stay safe, corazones, and remember to get those trees trimmed before the monsoon season rolls in. Porque luego no quiero que estén con que se les cayó el árbol de su casa. Hello, friends. Hola, hola, hola. Bienvenidos. Welcome to another episode. Your weekly um, serotonin. I was about to say melatonin. Serotonin. (laughs) Your weekly dose of serotonin is here. You can now be happy. You can now smile. Hola, hola, mis amores. ¿Cómo están? I hope you're all doing wonderful. Happy Friday, per usual. So happy to have you guys here. So... Hi, how are you? Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Every time I finish recording an episode, you guys, my like entire cheeks hurt <laughs> from smiling so hard. And okay, so tell me the cheese, What did you think? That was the first ever ad that you hear on No Mames Nilsa. Ah, how insane is that, you guys? Oh, oh my God. It, it those ads oh my god ads are a lot of work okay let me just start off by saying that but i am so blessed you guys i am so lucky so so grateful for everything that's coming along and i'm just so happy i truly am happy to be here today's episode is going to be a little bit different <laughs> um, so i i do want to give a fair warning Um, call it a trigger warning, you know, if you want, but we are going to be talking about miscarriages in this episode. So if that is not your jam, that is totally understandable, mamacita, totally understandable. Go ahead and skip this episode. Click on to the next. It's totally fine. No hard feelings. I still love you. I just know that this is not a topic for everybody. Okay. So I do want to just make that very clear and kind of, you know, shoot that out to you guys to let you know that this is going to be a little bit of a harder episode. So let's be honest here, okay? First of all, I am sitting here recording and usually I have a whole setup, okay? Usually I have my ring light on because I'm also video recording the episodes, um, you know, for content. And it was supposed to be for YouTube, but YouTube is just not my friend right now. So I haven't uploaded them to YouTube, but I do have every episode in a video format as well um, of the last episodes that I've done, you know, for, like I said, content and things like that. But today I'm sitting here I am in my pajamas. I just want to be comfortable and I'm not video recording. One of the main reasons I'm not video recording is because I don't want this on video. If I'm being completely honest, I don't want to see myself go through these emotions on video. And I was not even going to do this episode today. Today's episode was going to be something completely different, but I had to. I I just had to. So let me start from the beginning. So a while back, when was it? July 4th. It was on Independence Day. So last week, 
I shared with a few close friends that, you know, I was thinking about my miscarriage that I had in 2016. So it has now been a few years and I was just talking to a few close friends and we were having, you know, I I was expressing myself and kind of just letting my emotions out. And a few friends came forward and they were like, Nilsa, like this would be such a good episode. You need to talk about this. It's not talked about enough. And you put things into perspective for me and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And my actual response to every single one of them was no. It was, I cannot, I cannot do an episode on this because I will not be able to get through it without crying. And it is just such a hard episode to do. Like it would, it would just be impossible, right? And I, the more I thought about it, it's, it's been what <laughs> over a week now. And the more that I think about it, the more that I realized that this is what I wanted to do. This is the reason I made this podcast. You know, my entire thing for this podcast is, you know, to have these real raw conversations in a lighthearted way, right? That's what I've been saying for six whole episodes. That is what I've been trying to portray to my audience. And that is what I want you guys to feel, right? So how hypocritical would it be of me to sit here and be like, "Mm, actually, no, no quiero hablar de eso. Like, I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about. That, that, that's not right. Are you with me? So I, I'm telling you, I had a whole other episode planned. I don't really know what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I'm just sitting here. I'm very nervous, you guys. I'm very nervous. I don't know where to start because I usually, like I've told you guys before, I usually plan out my episodes, especially like, you know, harder, tougher episodes. I plan those out and I didn't today. (laughs) There's literally nothing in front of me. I'm just sitting here and usually I'll have like my notepad with, you know, a few bullet points and things like that. So right now, I, I'm i just nervous. So I just want you guys to know that. And again, if you do not want to listen to this, if you're, you know, sitting here and you're like, you know what, I don't think I can take this or I don't think I have the mental capacity for this episode. I don't think I have the strength to listen to this. That is okay. That is okay. I promise you it is fine. We can, we will see you at the, on the next episode. It's fine. You don't have to listen to it. But if you do want to listen to it, just be warned. Um, I am going to go into some kind of graphic details and things of that sort. So I just want everybody to be okay. That's that's my main goal here. I want you guys to be okay. And I'm going to share some vulnerable things about myself and... I think that I'm ready for that and I, I, I want to do that with you guys. So yeah, let's get started. Let's just dig right into it. Uh, the reason that this all came up is because I saw a, you know, how Facebook does the little on this day so many years ago, right? So I logged into my Facebook on Independence Day on July 4th and I had my little memories, you know, which I always click on. It's just... I have to click on them. It is what it is, okay? I have to click on them. So I clicked on it and, you know, pictures of my kids over the last few years came up of of them with sparklers and fireworks. And they were all good things. Throughout the day, I, I obviously already knew, but I think I was so far into hiding my emotions that I didn't expect this post to come up. I didn't even remember that I had posted this, but I want to read it to you guys. And again, it's very personal. So take it, you know, as you will. I can't believe that I'm sharing this, but I I think I have to. Something inside of me is telling me that I should share this because someone needs to hear it. So here is what I wrote on July 4th of 2017, Okay. So it starts off, it says, there's very few images 
that are hard to unsee. Mine are mostly happy memories, full of fun and laughter and oh so filled with love. But there's a memory that's forever stuck in my head. It's a nurse. Her name is Violet. I remember sitting in the hospital room and seeing Violet's face as she couldn't find a heartbeat. She quickly got up. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) cry. She quickly got up to find a more experienced ultrasound tech and had her look. Neither of them could find a heartbeat. They called in the doctor and as all three of them were in the room, I don't remember what they were saying or how they were touching me. All I remember is their face. I vaguely remember the doctor telling me I had miscarried, as if that wasn't enough. They had to go in and clean, I put clean in parentheses, my uterus. By clean, they meant take out the bits and pieces left of my baby. I remember laying there while they stuck tools inside of me to remove the remains I had of my baby, mine. As soon as I could get a breath of of air, I remember calling my best friend. I called her and told her what happened. I remember her crying in my car outside of a parking lot for 30 minutes with me while she sat there and just gave me water. I remember getting to my mom's house and collapsing on her, tears running down my face and my shirt soaking wet in salted tears. I remember my entire family was there, my mom, brothers, sister, and my P.S. They were making food. No one knew besides them. It has now been a year and it still kills me to talk about it. To all of my friends who have gone through something similar, I won't say I feel your pain because we are all different, but I do understand. I understand how hard it is to get back up, how hard it is to go to work the next day as if nothing happened, how hard it is to remove those memories from your brain and most of all your heart. We as women are so strong and we as moms are invincible. I can't believe it's officially been a year. I know I say I have an amazing support system by me, but I don't just say it. I feel it. Wow. <laughs> it's only been 10 minutes into the episode, baby girl. What are you what are you doing already crying? <laughs> so, that is what I posted July 4th of 2017. Um, <laughs> July 4th of 2016 is when I had my miscarriage and as you guys heard I pretty much painted the picture for you and it's crazy to think about it now because I just remember the faces like I don't even know how to explain it it It's just the face that I remember. I don't remember my surroundings. I can't tell you what was around me. I can't tell you how I was dressed. I can't tell you anything besides the faces of those nurses and the doctor. I remember that that day I had left work early because I really wasn't feeling good. And... I was just, I don't even know what was wrong with me. I just remember leaving work and I told my manager that I wasn't feeling good. I was like nauseous. I was spotting, but to me that was normal. I I don't know why at this point, but I remember it being normal. I don't remember if I was already like spotting beforehand and I was just like, oh, it's happening again, you know, no big deal. But I felt so off that I went to the doctor and I told them I was pregnant and I told them that I needed, you know, I I just didn't feel good. And that's when that happened, that they were like, okay, you're pregnant. Obviously, you have to go into um, the labor and delivery area. And I remember that I was just far enough to where they could see me in that area versus the ER, because I don't know if you guys have you know, ever gone to the ER while pregnant, they have like a certain amount of weeks that you have to be before they can actually see you in labor and delivery versus um, just the regular ER. So I do remember that. And again, the reason I wanted to talk about this with you guys is because I know that a lot of you have gone through it. And I know that a lot of you have 
you know, your rainbow babies now and a lot of you don't. And it is so scary, you guys. When I was talking about this, so many of my friends told me, you know, their stories and told me that they had just gone some through something like this or that they remember theirs too. One of my friends was like, I went through this about 12 years ago. And she was like, and I still think about it like if it was just yesterday. And I don't think anybody really understands the amount of pain that you're in until you go through something like that. And just like I said in that post, everybody handles pain differently. Everybody handles grieving differently. But that was so painful for me, you guys. It was absolutely (laughs) insane to even think about how I did what I did and how I went through that. Now that I look back, I'm like, it's all a blur except for that moment. I can't tell you what happened the day before. I can't tell you what happened the day after. I can just tell you what happened in that moment. I remember going back to work and my coworkers, (laughs) they had a, a plant there for me because they knew that I was pregnant. Obviously, you know, I was throwing up in the middle of work days and things like that. So they found out very quickly. Um, I had actually just told them maybe like three or four weeks prior to what had happened. So when I went back, my coworkers had this like beautiful plant for me and she is actually still beautiful and thriving. (laughs) So I don't, again, I don't know where I'm exactly going with this episode, you guys, but I just want everyone to know that if you went through something like this, or if you're going through something like this, you're not alone. You really are not. And I know that it feels like it because when I went through it, I felt so alone. And I felt so alone for many reasons. A lot of those reasons were reasons that now I look back and I'm like, that was very dumb, Nilsa. You definitely could have done things differently, but I didn't. I didn't. And 24-year-old me was a baby. When I was sharing what happened, you know, throughout the whole situation, when I was sharing with my friends what happened, I told them what I would say to 24-year-old me. And everybody was crying (laughs) and I say that in the most beautiful way because everybody understood me so I'm gonna tell you guys what I told them so I said that when if I could go back and hug my 24 year old self I would just hug her and I would say I know that this is hard, terrible, and unfair. You're allowed to feel angry and lost. It's okay to lean on your family. You are not a burden to anyone. Take the help. Allow yourself to cry. It's not stupid that you're grieving someone you never actually got to hold. And I think that that was what was like one of the hardest things for me. Because I had never gone through a situation like this. You know, obviously, this was my first and so far only miscarriage. And I felt so dumb, you guys. (laughs) I felt so stupid for so many reasons. And now that I look back, I just wish I could go back and hug myself because... I was so brave in that moment. I was so brave and I did so much for myself. And I was so mature. I was so grown for my age. And I just remember how I felt in that moment. And I I truly felt so dumb because I kept telling myself, I said, why are you so sad? Like, why are you grieving somebody that you never held and I was depressed so depressed for days and months after all of this happened and I just felt so dumb about it 
I really did because I kept thinking and I kept saying to myself, you need to get over it. This There is no bereavement time for this. There is no time for you to process everything that's happening. You didn't actually have a baby. You didn't. But you know what? I did. And now that I think about it, that is what makes me so sad, you guys. I pushed myself out of that and I got myself out of that depression so quickly and so abruptly and I tried to be back to myself so like I tried to have that bounce back into me so quickly because I didn't have a choice I had to go back to work I had a child to take care of I had responsibilities to do and yes my family was very supportive like I said I remember getting there to my mom's house after everything happened and my mom and my siblings lived in an apartment I didn't live with them at this point they lived in an apartment and I remember that I walked in and I opened the door and everybody was in the kitchen making food my tias were there and my mom saw me and she could immediately obviously tell that something was wrong And as soon as I walked in the door, I collapsed into my mom's arms and I just started crying. And then I told her and my mom was never like, oh, you're so dumb or this or that. I was never questioned. I was never told anything or giving anything besides love from all of my family. And I wish that I would have loved myself more in that moment to understand that they were loving me and not judging me just like I should have loved myself and I didn't so I just want you to know if you're going through this that it's okay it's okay to grieve the life that you lost even if you never got to hold that baby it's totally okay it is so normal for you to want to do that and I know that this is really really hard to talk about and trust me you guys I don't ever talk about these things (laughs) the other day I was talking to my best friend who I've known since kindergarten and she literally was telling me she was like you never share these things with me she was so surprised with my dad episode and she was texting me about it and she was like I can't believe I didn't know this about you like I can't believe I didn't know these details and I was telling her that I was told by someone that the reason I don't share, you know, my issues or my problems or my feelings with the people I love is because I don't want to be a burden. And I totally understand that. I get it. It's probably 100% true because they are right. I don't I don't want to be a burden. I don't ever want to f- make someone feel like I am putting all of this information on them and just having them either solve my problems or deal with it. But, you know, that's something that I'm working on. So sharing this on this podcast is absolutely insane to me. I, I Again, I did not know I was going to do this. This was not the plan at all. This was not what was supposed to happen. So that is kind of that story. Um, I Again, I don't know where to go from here, but I we can talk a little bit about some of the things that everybody told me, you know, when I when I did talk about this and maybe get into a little bit more details. So I want to talk about the reason that I don't talk about this, right? I shared that it's probably because I I don't want to be a burden to people, but I also think that it's because I truly don't want to bring the subject up. I don't want, and it's not because I don't think like my story doesn't deserve to be talked about, but I'm so afraid of the feelings, you guys. I'm so scared of the feelings that I felt in that hospital room in that moment that I don't want to relive them 
And again, if you've never been in this situation, you might not understand me and you might not understand exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm afraid of the feelings. I'm scared of what I felt in that room. I'm scared of what I felt in that part of my life at that age. I was so scared. I was so terrified, petrified. And I don't want to bring it back up. So I think that that's why I don't talk about it. You know, a therapist is probably going to find this audio and dissect it on like a TikTok video and tell me exactly what's wrong with me. But, <laughs> but you know, until then, I'm going to stick to my story and say that it's just because I'm so scared of the feelings. I'm so scared of bringing those back up. I get asked all the time about my confidence and what's helped me become so comfortable in my skin. Well, let me tell you about my amiga Sylvia Brands, the self-trusting confidence coach who will guide you on an empowering journey to live life a toda madre. Sylvia has worked with hundreds of women on their journey to confidence. Many of these women have built their self-trust and confidence in order to pursue their big dream, negotiate their salary or position at work, to advocate for themselves at home, in their relationships, and even with family members to identify their purpose and calling in order to live life authentically without the people-pleasing, without the guilt, without the inability to create boundaries, instead having the tools and strategies to navigate life and everything that comes with it. Sylvia's Confidence a Toda Madre coaching is not your ordinary program, amiga. It's a 12-week, one-on-one, transformational experience designed to take you from insecure to confident in just 90 days. Imagine waking up every day with limitless self-trust, stepping into your true power, and embracing life fearlessly. Suena como un sueño hecho realidad, no? <laughs> with Sylvia by your side, you'll learn practical strategies and mindset shifts to overcome your doubts, unlock your potential, and create a life you absolutely love. This personalized journey is tailored to you, empowering you to break free from limitations, discover your strengths, and embrace your uniqueness. Sylvia will be your guiding light, providing unwavering support, accountability, and helping you tap into your inner confidence like never before. So, are you ready to embark on this incredible transformation? Don't wait any longer. Send her a DM on Instagram at the Sylvia Brands or an email at theatodamadre at gmail.com and secure your spot in the Confidence a Toda Madre coaching program. Remember, life is too short to hold back. It's time to live a life a toda madre. And you guys know what's really funny. So I am 100% a believer in what is meant to happen is meant to happen, right? And you are more than, you know, okay. And more than, uh, obviously, you're more than okay with, you know, believing what you believe. I don't know how to put this into words. And I'm sorry if I'm like rambling a little bit. But again, this episode is just kind of impromptu. I don't have any notes in front of me. And I feel like I'm just talking to you guys. But anyways, you're allowed to think what you want to think. And I'm allowed to think what I want to think, right? So I am a big, huge believer in what is meant to happen is going to happen. And that's it. Lo que es para ti es para ti. Y lo que no, ni aunque te quites, ni aunque te pongas, nothing. Like if if you are not meant for something, it's not going to happen for you. That's just my belief. And that's what I've always believed in. So let me tell you guys a story. Okay. This entire situation with my miscarriage happened in July of 2016. Right. So July of 2016, early July, I go through this. I'm back to work within a few days. Um, I do remember taking like a day or two off, but I I got back to work right after. And I remember, you know, that I, I like I said, I was in this sort of depression that I was working really hard to get myself out of. I remember that I had a friend who flew in from another state to come and see me, which was absolutely insane to me that people loved me that much and cared so much for me that they were willing to come from a whole other state. But, you know, that friend is just absolutely amazing. And okay, so I remember all of this, right? I remember the 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 way that I felt and everything. And I remember trying to tell myself, you know, 
Nilsae was meant to happen, like, you're going to be okay, you know, doing all, all of the things, all of the positive thinking, all of the things to try and make myself feel better. Well, July passes and we get to August. At the end of August, I was in a car accident, a very bad car accident. Um, it was like August 24th or 23rd. I don't know. It was the end of August. I was in a terrible, terrible, terrible accident. My vehicle, uh, my tire popped while I was on the highway and I was on a curve, like a little, like it, it was like a merging highway. So the lanes merge. If you're from Arizona, it's where the 143 merges with the 202. So you know that there's that little like merging lane. And I remember my car was completely totaled, completely totaled. Um, I actually have pictures of it. If you guys want to see, I can post them. I have pictures of my car. My as I was turned like on the little curve where the merging happens, my tire popped and I slammed, I like hit the, the median. Um, so that's how I know that those big yellow tubs are actually filled with sand (laughs) because I hit three of them and they stopped my car. Thankfully there was nobody behind me and nobody next to me in the lanes because I was on the far right lane and I made it all the way to the median. So if somebody would have been next to me, I would have hit them and would have probably caused a lot of, you know, damage or probably hurt someone very badly. So That happened at the end of 2016. I ended up actually breaking 26 bones, which included I broke both of my ankles. I broke three ribs. I had some fractured discs in my back. I it was a lot. You guys, it was a lot. So when we do the whole fun facts at work, like three, three what is it? Two truths and a lie type of thing. That's always mine. That's always my fact is that I broke 26 bones once. And again, I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So let's say that for, you know, some miracle, I was still pregnant. Imagine me five, almost six months at that point at the end of August with a big old belly, like, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know if my baby would have suffered, if I, they wouldn't have made it, if I wouldn't have made it. What if my family would have had to decide between a baby or me? You know, I, it's not that I'm saying that I'm happy that that happened to me, but only God knows why he did what he did. And if he took my baby from me, it was for a reason. And I will never know that reason, but that is the only thing that keeps me sane. And I told myself that for a very long time after my accident. Even after the accident, I was in a, so I was in the ICU for a few days, I think. I mean, I don't remember any of it, actually, any of the ICU part of it. I do know that when I was in the ICU, like people came in to see me and I don't remember because my mom told me, you know, she was like, oh, so and so came to see you and they brought you flowers and they brought you balloons and they brought you this and they brought you that. And I just have no, like absolutely no idea. And I cannot remember any of that. Um, But I was in the ICU for I think it was four days. And then I was in like the recovery area for like over a week. The recovery area, I do remember. I remember being in a room. I remember my best friend uh, coming in and with her husband. He was her husband at that point. Well, I mean, they're still married, but (laughs) she came in with her husband. And I remember they brought me, uh, I don't know if it was Payway some sort of food and me and my best friend's husband we've always like have we have these running jokes that we hate each other we actually love each other very much and he's one of my favorite people but don't tell him that but 
he's one of my favorite people because he loves my best friend. <laughs> and I remember them coming in. Like, I remember that whole interaction. I remember that I went live on Facebook because everybody was, you know, worried about me. So I went live on Facebook because, you know me, what what else was I going to do? I was in the hospital bed, like stuck there. <laughs> I had to get content out of it. Actually, I should try and look for that Facebook video. Do you guys think it's still there? It should be there, right? Like saved because I remember seeing it afterwards. So it has to be there somewhere. I, I don't think it deleted. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. Uh, my I remember that my nails. So I've always had like acrylics. I just love having my nails done. It's something that I have to have. I cannot see myself without nails. I've had them. I've had nails at this point for probably 15 years. At this point, they're no longer like fake nails. They're my nails with just like an acrylic overlay on top. But I remember that I had red, bright red, long nails, right? And they were, you know, just beautiful nails. And all the nurses could talk about you guys while I was in the hospital was my nails. They were like, oh, you're the one who broke 26 bones, but didn't break a single nail. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I, I remember all of that. And at that point, I, like I said, I was in recovery but even after I got out of recovery, I had to go into like a rehab center. It was like a rehab facility where they basically you are like serve in under surveillance for 24, like 24 seven. And they are teaching you how to walk again. Because when I got out of the hospital, I couldn't shower myself. I couldn't walk. I was in a full body cast. I literally looked like Iron Man. Uh, I had to get like a special cast made. They made like they took my measurements and everything and made like a special cast for my torso because my spine was so screwed up that I needed to like wear that 24 seven. I think I could take it off one hour out of the 24 hours in the day. So you can imagine how absolutely terrible I looked. <laughs> so I was in that rehab facility. I remember that I had to be there for 12 weeks. And the only reason I remember this is because I had to file for uh, like a leave of absence, like a FMLA claim with work. And the minimum that you had to be out was 12 weeks. And I was like, perfect, because the rehab center is 12 weeks. I actually ended up not being there the 12 weeks. I only was there six weeks out of the 12. And not to brag, like this is not a brag at all. I am so dumb and I should have stayed the 12 weeks, but I wanted to be home. I was tired of it. I was tired of being in that center. I was tired of, it was literally like just a bunch of rooms with a bunch of people. They would come in and they would do like these exercises with me in the mornings and they would stretch with me and then they would bring me my lunch, my like my breakfast, and then they'd bring me lunch later. We would and then we they take us to this room which had like a bunch of exercise equipment in it and they would make me like walk on the treadmill and just do all of these things that were very hard they were so hard to do like I couldn't do a treadmill I couldn't run or I couldn't walk on the treadmill they had me like bounce on these balls and just different physical activities to try and get my body back to normal so I remember that they told me you had to get from one side of the hallway to the other side of the hallway within like a certain amount of time before you could be let out of the rehab center. Like that was one, there were several things you had to do in order to be let out. And that was one of them. Like you had to walk this whole hallway within a certain amount of time. And I believe it was like a hundred yards What's 100 yards? That's like 300 feet, right? It was like a long hallway, you guys. It wasn't like this little tiny hallway. No, that shit was long. It was a super long hallway. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating 300 feet. Maybe it was 50 yards, like 150 feet. Um, but I remember that they, ha they, they were like, until you do this, you cannot leave. Tell me why I would push myself so hard. And this is why I say I was so dumb because I shouldn't have pushed myself that far that hard. I could have really hurt myself. I am very grateful that I was so young and my body literally was able to bounce back so quickly. But if I 
would, you know, knock on wood, if I would be in one of those accidents now and have to recover, I don't know if I would recover so quickly because I, it was really, truly such a different age and such a different, like, my body was just not in that, you know, at that moment, it wasn't <laughs> anywhere where it's at now. No me dolían las rodillas, no me dolía nada, so I was fine. But... I remember that I le I was only there, like I said, the six weeks, which is half of the time which of what I was actually meant to be there. And I remember getting out and getting out was, you know, it was really bitter, truly bittersweet. I wanted to be out. But at the same time, I was like, how am I going to leave and be home with this full body cast, like not able to shower, not able to do a lot of these things, not being able to be as self-sufficient as I always have been as and as I'm used to being. So that was really hard. But at the same time, again, we go back to the same thing. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I was meant to get out of there when I was out and that's totally okay. Again, now that I think about it, I should have probably taken the vacation time and just sustained the 12 weeks, but it is what it is. At this point, I can't go back and be like, hey, remember me? I was supposed to be here 12 weeks, but I was only here six. Can I have the other six back? I'm going to be like, can I take a quick little vacation? <laughs> I need a vacay from these kids. Can I just like, me puedo internar for six weeks and, you know, we make up the lost time. <laughs> um, but I actually, it was fun to a certain extent because I I got to actually meet a few people and I actually made one of the friends that I made that I'm still really good friends with and she's she's amazing shout out to you Daisy she is wonderful we met there and you know we we laugh about it now because she was in a car accident too and we laugh about it now when we like talk we'll be like so how's your back and I'm like girl it's good right now but give me another 10 years and it's not going to be good because I remember the doctor telling me at that point he was like you know you're good right now like you're young you're thriving your body is going to make a full recovery I actually didn't even have to get surgery I remember that they asked they they had scared my mom they gave her a huge scare because they told her that we they were going to have to do like an open back surgery on me to figure like the like to fix the disc situation where I had broken a few discs and things like that. But they were like, yeah, there's like an 80% chance that she will actually not be able to walk after the surgery ever. And we were like, um, on second thought, let's not do the surgery. So we actually ended up not doing the surgery and gracias a Dios, I'm okay. I'm fine. I, you know, We'll see. We'll see. Come back in 20 years and let me explain to you about the back pain that I'm going to be having. But as of right now, we're good. You know, no back pain. No, none of that. So we'll see. But yeah, guys, this this was crazy. Um, I know that I, you know. The point of this is, like I said, to have these hard conversations. And like I said, miscarriages are really hard and if you've had one my heart is with you I think we are all part of the same club right now um you know if you've if you've gone through this you're part of a percentage and it's really sad that we have to think about things like this and we have to kind of bond over it because It really does not get easier, you guys. It does not get easier. I know that a lot of people do. You know, they say if, oh, I when when it happened to me, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, dale gracias a Dios that, you know, your baby's in heaven now and that this and that that. But that didn't make me feel any better like that. Even now, like. I'm like, do you really think I would rather have my baby in heaven than in my arms? Like, absolutely not. I think about it now and I'm like, I would have like a six-year-old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> it's it's hard. It's hard to think about these things. It's hard to have these conversations. It's hard to learn to live with pain that is like this. And this is something que no le deseo a nadie you know, 
um, I remember when I when all of this happened, I spoke to a pastor that I knew really well. Uh, he used to go to the bank that I worked at at that time, and I knew him very well. And I had told him what happened, and he told me that <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> they, I remember he told me that a lifetime awaited me, awaited me in heaven with my loved ones and he said you know your baby is going to wait for you in heaven and you guys are going to have a reunion and you're going to have a lifetime of happiness up there and it brought so much peace to me at that moment and I know that a lot of you are going through things like these right now and a lot of you have gone through things like this and have had you know stillborns and miscarriages or just you know loss of children which I cannot imagine the pain that you are in I cannot imagine how you've dealt with any of this I can't imagine how anybody deals with losing a child whether that child was in your stomach at four weeks at eight weeks at 25 weeks at 40 weeks, or if that child was already earthside, I cannot imagine the pain that you are feeling. But I can tell you that I feel the love that you felt for that baby, that you felt for that child, the love that you feel, the pain is gonna, that love, let the love just overcome the pain. And I know it's hard and I know that everybody says it, that they're in a better place, that, you know, like I'm saying, things are, you know, are what's meant to happen is meant to happen. And I know that I could say that all day long to you guys. And I know that I could tell you, es que, you know, esto tenía que pasar y no era para ti and this and that. But at the end of the day, no matter what anybody tells you, only you know your pain. Only you know how hard you fought to keep that baby here, to keep that baby in your arms, to keep that baby with you. And we couldn't. And, you know, these are scars that are going to be with us forever. These are little, you know, they're dings to our heart that make us who we are. But regardless of the situation that you're in right now, regardless of what you're feeling, just know that these conversations need to happen more. They, I know that it's hard to talk about them. Trust me, I am sitting here shaking. I'm sitting here with a shaky voice, not knowing what to say next because I don't want to bust into tears. I don't want you guys to hear me, you know, swiping my mocos. <laughs> Because it's really hard. It's hard to have these conversations. But it's things that need to be done. And as hard as they are. And as sad it is, as it makes us to have them. I hope that me sharing my story. Has given you some sort of peace. Or some sort of understanding. Or even just knowing that you have a friend in me. That you have a friend here. And that regardless of what happens, regardless of what you have gone through, if you need anybody to talk to, DM me. You guys, seriously, one day I'm going to get in trouble for like giving my number out the way that I do. One day, it's probably why I have so many telemarketer calls, honestly, <laughs> because I'm the type of person that someone will dm me and they'll be like oh my god nilsa this and this is happening i'm like girl call me call me like let's talk <laughs> because i just want to connect with you guys in that way and i really really hope that this episode connected with you like i said in any way it doesn't matter what way it connected with you whether you have gone through a situation similar to the one that i shared through an experience or if you know someone i hope that this touches your heart and you learn to understand them just a little bit more 
and you learn to be there for them just a tiny bit more, just a little bit more. That's it. And, you know, we don't I, I, I'm not telling you guys the story at all in any way para que sientan lastima or to be like, oh, I feel so bad for Nilsa. I feel so sorry. Like, no, that is not the point of this at all. The point of this is to share with you guys that we are all in this. Seriously, we are all in this. It's it's a community. And again, this podcast was made to have these conversations, these tough conversations. But I hope that it was in a lighthearted way to where you're not overwhelmed, to where you don't feel absolutely destroyed after this episode. Okay? I just want you to take that with you. Love your babies. If you if you are lucky enough to have any babies on this earth, to have them here with you, hug them a little tighter extra, just a tiny bit, a tiny bit tighter today. Just hug them for me. Hug them for all of us who have a baby in heaven. Just give them a huge hug de parte de nosotros. Let them know you love them. Give them a kiss. You're an amazing mom. If you're listening to this and you are lucky enough to be a mama, you're an amazing one. And I know you are. Because if you're listening to me, I know you're an amazing mama. Okay? (laughs) I love you guys so much. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, it was very off for me because I just sat here and rambled about all of this and told you guys all of these stories and things like that. So it was very different than my usual but I hope you guys caught onto it and I hope that you took something away. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you took away, I hope that you leave this podcast feeling good, feeling amazing, and just understanding whether it's me or someone who has gone through something similar just a little bit more. But that's it for today. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful Friday. You guys know that I'm so happy to do these episodes every single day. Again, if you're here to the end, thank you. Thank you for staying to the end. Thank you for sticking around with me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. DM me any questions, any thoughts. If you guys, you know, share the episode or if you want to share any of your stories with me, please do. Please do. I would love to you know hear what you have to say don't be afraid to shoot me a you know even a voice message i love when you guys send me voice messages tell me your thoughts tell me what you think i love you guys so much so so much i will see you next week las adoro las quiero muchísimo i'm sending you all a huge huge hug and a huge 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 kiss from my forehead to your forehead. Oh no, como va? From my lips to your forehead. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I'll talk to all of you soon. Bye.